Welcome to the Simplified Budget Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Olmstrom, financial coach for women and the founder of the Simplified Budget. On this podcast, you get to hear live coaching sessions with amazing women who are seeking support around their money as they navigate life changes and financial challenges. These sessions are meant to inspire you and guide you on your own unique financial journey. Welcome to the Simplified Budget. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Simplified Budget. Today is going to be a solo episode with me, and this is one that I actually considered not even recording only because it is the 18th of April when I'm recording this. And I don't think there's been a day this month when I haven't had one of my two kids homesick or home because of a school vacation or COVID at their school. And I am all about just making things easier right now, making things simpler right now. And because of the topic of this episode, I just couldn't bring myself to skip it. But I just want to be totally transparent here that I am laying on my couch in my pajamas, my kids are in bed, my husband's out working in the garage, and I was like, I'm just going to get this done now. I'm just going to hammer it out and make this as easy and enjoyable as possible because I'm not going to have time this week to get it done. My son is still running a fever and... I don't know if he'll be back in school before I can get this thing recorded and up on Thursday. So there you go. That's a little bit of backstory behind the scenes. But today's topic is self-trust. And of course, we're going to talk about self-trust with money and building trust, building faith with your money and how it's really applied this season with Deb and sort of how she's demonstrated um, self-trust and growing her own trust with money, but the ability to exactly what I'm doing right now, right? So the ability to make something easier, make something like take the pressure off, reduce the pressure about the thing and do it anyway, that is going to help build trust over time. So I'm thinking about this podcast, right? The sustainability of this podcast. If I'm not able to lay on my couch and record a solo episode or have a schedule change with my client who is recording on the podcast with me, if I'm not doing this work in advance enough to get everything edited and ready to go, like if I can't get that done, if I can't build that trust week over week over week that I'm going to show up and do the thing that I said I was going to do, then there's no future for this podcast. But if I can take steps to make it easier, if I can take steps to do the work in advance, if I can take steps to not put so much pressure on every little aspect of the work of the podcast, then I'm going to strengthen that trust in myself that I am going to show up and do what I said I was going to do. I'm going to have a podcast episode to produce, to share with you all. And it might actually have some really great, like real world lessons here for you to benefit from. So that 
again, like is why I feel like this message is so important and why I decided to go ahead anyway and do the thing because I'm literally living this lesson that I'm trying to share. Okay, so let's talk about self-trust with your money. I have thought about this extensively working with Deb and several other clients. This has really been a topic of conversation lately. Um, Of course, you know, what is personal is universal, right? So what I have a conversation with one client about very often, other clients are going through the same thing. And sometimes I'm even going through the same thing on some level. But here's the thing about developing self-trust, especially when money feels hard right now, when money feels messy right now, okay? A couple of things I want you to think about going into this. One is a lot of us, a lot of us, a lot of us really like proof that something is working or something will work before we actually start doing it, especially if it's something new, especially if it's something that feels like it's going to take a lot of extra work. So for example, (laughs) if money feels messy right now, if money feels hard right now, you might think, well, people say I should write stuff down. People say I should have a budget. People say I should have a plan. I know I should probably have a savings account, right? All this stuff. But we don't yet have that proof that the thing is going to work, right? We don't yet have that proof that putting in the effort, putting in the time, trying the new thing is going to have a benefit. And that's a hurdle. That's work that we have to do. That's a a bit of sort of faith in a process that we need before we actually start to see results for ourselves and develop that trust in ourselves to show up and do the thing and start to actually see the evidence. So that's a piece of why is it hard to build self-trust sometimes is because we haven't yet put any faith or trust in a process and taken the early action, put in that early sort of oomph, that early energy to get something moving to then start seeing results that we actually are creating. Okay, so again, for example, if you don't have savings, and you don't have a savings account in place, and you haven't set up any kind of automated savings transfer, and you haven't put together a plan for your money to see what amount you could actually put in without turning around and feeling like you have to take it back out again, right? If you don't put that effort in and try it for a month, for two months, for four months, you're not going to be able to see that it might work for you, right? If instead it's just, well... I don't know if this will work for me. I've never actually been successful saving before. I'm not going to bother, right? Here's the second thing. We're pretty comfortable, even if things feel messy, even if things feel hard, we're pretty comfortable with the struggle that we're currently experiencing, especially if it's a struggle that we're really used to, right? It's been something we've experienced month over month over month, maybe years over years or decades, Right? We're comfortable with it because we know it. We understand it. We've navigated it. We've been in it. We're used to it. And so, again, it's that like, I don't know many laws of physics or like much about physics at all, but that like idea of inertia, right? And like what it takes to get an object moving again. Like, if we're comfortable in struggle 
and we like the proof that something's going to work before we actually take action on it, we're going to just sit and do the same thing. And it's going to be that much harder to get moving, to get that new sort of action, that new activity, that new habit going long enough to see a result from it. So Deb was pretty comfortable with a a tight budget, right? Um, She was used to, maybe I shouldn't say comfortable necessarily, but she was used to having a tight budget. So she knew exactly what needed to get paid, when, how much, and basically knew that there wasn't a lot of wiggle room for other things. What I challenged her to do and where she started to develop some self-trust over the period of the months was spending money in other ways, not relying so much on paying off the credit card as evidence that she was succeeding with money, saving money or spending money from savings or choosing to use the credit card at varying times based on her instincts, based on what felt good at the time. And ultimately, when she was able to move money into different areas of a plan, when her income essentially doubled and she was able to do a lot more every month, she already had some of those line items, some of those ways to spend money in place, even if there wasn't much going into it in previous months. So fun money, savings entertainment, miscellaneous, right? Some of those places, she might've had $5, $20, $30, just not, not a whole lot in each of those categories, but she was starting to use them. She had put in the effort of putting them into the plan. She was having conversations with me about what that money would be used for, what that looks like, so that when the money was there to put in those places and to use She'd already started to flex that muscle. She'd already started to get into that habit and see what was possible with that money. And that made it so much easier then for her to actually spend some money on fun, put money towards travel, get the hotel for her travel weekends, have friends over, buy stuff for her new apartment when she moved, get the new apartment, right? and navigate things with her car and moving and everything with cash and putting the credit card debt on the back burner and just really getting comfortable with spending money that she had, putting a lot of money in savings and planning for the future, which felt really good to her. So what I'd like to do now is go through kind of five things that have come up throughout the season that I think really these are basically tips or pieces of advice or things that I've seen, lessons that we've gone through that I think you could apply to your own situation and have them really help with developing self-trust, which truly is one of the most important pieces of this money puzzle, right? A lot of us feel really messy with money, feel really uncomfortable with our money, because we don't have that faith, we don't have that trust in ourselves, and therefore we're always second guessing how we spend our money, and we're developing these stories that, right, because we're second guessing how we're spending, because we're not sure, 
we must not be good with money, right? And so whether you have a lot of money or a little bit of money or a lot of debt or no debt, little savings, lots of savings, that really almost doesn't matter if every single month you're not sure, you're uncertain, and you're constantly second guessing yourself. So building up that faith, building up that trust in yourself that you can make a decision around money, do that thing and month over month over month, continue to make choices that you can sort of back yourself around and feel good around, that is the key. And that is what is going to allow you to continue making good decisions and not put so much pressure on yourself or on your money to perform or deliver for you. Okay, so when it comes to building self-trust around money, here are five things that I want you to be thinking about and running through sort of your own situation, your own life, your own circumstances. The first is focus on one thing at a time. So for you, that might be paying off a particular debt. Maybe you have a certain loan with a ridiculous interest rate and the payment is just astronomical and getting rid of that small debt maybe it's a few thousand dollars, will free up a lot of cash every single month and it'll just make everything that much easier, right? Focus on that one thing. Maybe for you, it is a savings that you don't have and that you really strongly want because you feel so stressed around not having any savings right now. That might be something else. Okay, so focus on one thing at a time because then you're going to build up that faith, right? That that self-trust that you can take care of something, you can put your mind to something, you can take action on something every single month. The second thing is to really take the pressure off of debt and paying off debt or whatever it is that you feel like you're supposed to do and see if you can really listen in and feel what's best for your situation right now. So, I'm going to debt because this is a this is exactly what Deb was experiencing. She had put so much pressure on herself to pay off debt, not use her credit card. And I shouldn't say pay off debt. That wasn't necessarily the case, but not using her credit card and not having new debt. And the reality was in the beginning that she might have to use a credit card. She did not have the income. She did not have the savings. She did not have the reliable child support to make a plan and be able to execute on it. So take the pressure off of the thing that the external, you know, like external people, external voices, other people are saying that you shouldn't do and figure out what feels best to you and what is going to make you feel comfortable and confident moving forward with your money. Number three, Get really, really, really freaking clear on what your priorities are and allow those to come first every single month. So if your priorities right now are your kids, health, your marriage, your a move, maybe you're in the middle of a transition moving across the country or out of the country or across town. Maybe you are experiencing loss, grief, a lot of pain. Maybe you're expecting a baby. Maybe you've just gotten married. 
Maybe you just started a business or sold a business or are about to retire, right? What is going on for you right now? What is most important in your life right now? And allow your focus and energy to go there, right? So number one was focus on one thing at a time. This third point of really knowing what your priorities are or what the priority is. Some of you know I was a Latin teacher for almost 15 years. Priority literally means the first, (laughs) right? Like the first thing. I know we walk around today and hear things like, oh, what are the seven priorities that you're trying to get done in Q1, right? No, no. One thing. What's the one thing? What is the priority? What's most important right now that we focus on? You might have a few important things, don't get me wrong, but what is the one thing that we've got to make sure we're always putting our money towards, we're always putting our energy towards, and not putting that on the back burner in the name of doing something, right, number two, like paying off debt or something else that we think we're supposed to do when it doesn't align with the priority. Number four, have a plan to guide you can't say this enough, you guys. Create a plan. Create a cash flow plan. Have everything written down. Put it in a budgeting app. What is your income? What are your expenses? What do you spend money on? What are you doing with your money? And what do you need to do with your money? What is your plan for your money for the next 30 days? Okay, so have the plan to guide you. Deb laid out a lot of budget line items that she wasn't really able to fill with money in the beginning. Okay, but now she's counting on herself. She's relying on herself, right? She's built that trust to look for opportunities to enjoy time with her daughter, to use fun money, and she'll develop more and more a sense of what the right plan is for her over time and she's but she like she's paying attention right so she's building that trust by paying attention and noticing how she wants to spend money where that can go and how that works in her plan she's looking for those opportunities and every time she locks in on something and is able to identify it as a priority or something that feels good to her she can make room for more of it okay that will build self-trust over time like nothing I've ever seen, right? Because we're spending money in a way that feels good and that celebration of how we're spending makes it easier for more money to come in and it makes it easier for us to follow the plan we lay out because it's actually filling up our cup. It's it's like taking, um, it's taking our priorities into account, right? We're not depriving ourselves. Okay, number five, this is the last thing. Make things easier so that you can create that trust more easily too, okay? Simplify, 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 right? For example, with the money plan. I'm always off every month with my money plan. But I've intentionally built buffers around me, around my family, in the form of savings accounts, a big miscellaneous line item. And I spent a lot of effort early on in my journey, right, to make sure I could do that. Because I knew I wanted there to be wiggle room. 
I knew I didn't want to have to be so super strict all the time. I like a plan. Gosh, I love a plan. But I've got two kids and this business and a freaking pandemic. Like things don't go as planned. And I'm not going to sit down every single day and look at my plan. I did early on. I put that commitment in early on. I put those buffers in place early on. And I continue to contribute to them. That is part of my plan, is always contributing to the buffers, always contributing to the savings, always making sure that we're spending less than we bring in. And as long as that is reliable, and as long as month over month we can count on ourselves to do that, it always works out. And trusting myself, right, to handle things when they don't go as planned, trusting myself to bless future Katie and her money plan by filling in those buffers, right? That, right, I mean, when when things aren't going perfectly, right, I've created a situation where now I can trust myself to handle the month no matter what, no matter what's thrown at it. So there are very, very few instances when I get frustrated because we're off, or I feel panicky because we've spent a lot of money eating out. Sure, it happens from time to time. I'm human. (laughs) But like, we truly have built in these buffers. And we've created so many systems in our lifestyle. We're, we're, We're so, I don't want to say predictable. But like, we know what a month looks like. We don't do things sort of out of the norm. We spend about the same amount on groceries every month. We spend about the same on restaurants every month. Like we kind of know what our normal is and it's less than we make. And so we know when things feel a little off or over, but it's okay because less than we make that is going out is still going into those buckets too. So we're always contributing to these buffers, to these buckets of savings, and we're always spending less than we make. And we're predictable and consistent, and we have got these systems and plans in place that allow us to know when we feel off without having to literally check the plan, check the budget every day or even every week. So I hope those things are helpful. I'm going to go through them just one more time, a quick recap. Number one was focus on one thing at a time with your money. Number two is take the pressure off of that thing that you think you're supposed to be doing with your money right now. In the case of Deb, it was not ever using a credit card or having her debt paid off. Number three, get really crystal clear on what your priority is and allow that to come first when you're planning your money. Number four is have a plan to guide you. And number five is make things easier. Make things simpler, right? How can you make your money plan easier? And how can you create a lifestyle that is simpler so that the money feels simpler? All right, you guys, that is it for today. I hope that you found that helpful and that you can apply those lessons and just some of these thoughts today to your own unique situation. I want to share a little bit about what is coming next with the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to share that we are 
starting to record for season two. I have another new client. She's incredible and I'm so excited for you all to meet her and get to hear her journey. That will be launching in June. In the meantime, I've got a three-part series with three amazing coaches who are all bringing their expertise and perspective to money. So we will be sharing those in the next several weeks, and we'll also get an update from Deb just to share a little bit about how she's doing after a few months off of coaching. So that is all coming. Of course, if you are struggling to get from messy with your money to feeling just really magnetic and excited and calm and simplified with your money, please reach out. You can book a free call with me. The link to that is in the show notes. And of course, I would love to welcome you in my free group on Facebook, the Simplified Budget, if you're not already there with me. So looking forward to connecting with you more. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and for supporting Deb on her journey. And I will talk to you all very soon. Okay, bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Simplified Budget. I am so grateful for you being here. Please let me know how you liked the podcast by leaving a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a coaching session away to as a big thank you. Please share this podcast with a woman in your life who would love it. I know that communities throughout the world will be affected in a powerful and positive way when women find joy through financial freedom.